Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Abner Suarez, and welcome to Conversations. Uh, if you're watching this live, I want to encourage you to like and share this broadcast. If you want to see archive programs, abnersuarez.com. Uh, I'm honored tonight because I'm back with my dear friend, Pastor Tinkan Canham. We, we, I always have to ask how long we've been friends. I think it's at least 12 years, 10 years. Year, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years and uh, always a privilege uh, once a year to come here to New Beginnings Church in uh, Pensacola, New Jersey, just outside of Philadelphia. And uh, if you missed last week's program, it was a, a really wonderful program about Pastor Tim just telling about his journey and following the things of the Lord. And then uh, the briefly a little bit about how we're in this beautiful facility. We're actually in his sanctuary here after a weekend of ministering. Uh, but Pastor Tim, we were just talking just before we got rolling on this broadcast, and you've kind of uh, had a journey even in the area of the Lord teaching you about giving and finances, and even uh, I know uh, that the Lord had to kind of upgrade you in certain things, even to receive this facility and things like Amen, that. Yeah. And one of the one of the passions we have, I have as uh, in my life in this ministry, is for the people of God to develop a biblical worldview, and that certainly includes finances and God's Amen. economic system. So why don't you just, I, I, we've been friends for years, so I know some of it, but you can start wherever you want on that journey and just say how that, that kind of rolled in your life. Amen. Um, when, as I was sharing the last time about uh, getting involved with Abner and the network with Bill Johnson and Randy Clark. Uh, the network is Global Awakening, for those who don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was reading um, uh, Bosworth's book, on FF uh, Bosworth yeah okay. on Christ the healer uh-huh and he talked about uh, Jesus he said I'm here to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord he said if Jesus comes into Nazareth mm -hmm. Luke he's, 4 he's, he's yeah, yeah he's quoting Isaiah 61 spirit of the Lord God is upon me he's going through it and then he said and I'm here to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and Bosworth said why doesn't the church proclaim that Mm. And I thought, what is it? I just thought it was a good year because Jesus showed up. Right, you right, know? right, right. And the more I looked at it, I saw that Jesus was talking about Jubilee. Mm. And in the Israel... Would you mind if I read that real yeah, quick? Yeah, This is Luke chapter 4, and I'm going to read out of verse 17. And he was handed the, the, the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he said, he opened the book, and he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And then this is verse 19, which he, uh, he just mentioned, and I, and I just felt led to read it, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Jubilee, which I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was referring to, but two things happened in Jubilee. If you... Uh, the the economic structure in Israel back at that time was if you got into debt, you basically would sell yourself to another person in your country, mm. and you'd assume their name, and you'd turn over your land and all your resources went to that person. Okay, mm. but when Jubilee was proclaimed, the favorable year of the Lord or the acceptable year of the Lord, you got your identity back and you got your resources back. Wow! So no matter I, where you were on that journey, exactly. Wow! So when I saw that, I realized okay. What don't I know about identity and what don't I know about 
being resourced by mm. the kingdom of God, you know, because everybody has needs. And we're always wondering, does God care, depending on how big the bills are and what's going mm -hmm. on and things like that. But that propelled me on a journey. I said, Lord, I want to understand this. Now, this was in our journey of looking at buildings and a Within that journey. In that journey. Wow. So somebody, I was looking at a real small building and I got a call from a realtor. He said, I've got a building for you. He said, don't say no. Don't say no. I said, <laughs> what is it? Don't say no. He said, it's a synagogue. I said, okay, I'll look at a synagogue. My wife's right. Jewish. Why not? You know? Right, right. It was $6 million. Uh -huh. It was unbelievable, this place. Schools, the whole property. So I thought, oh, no way. He said, don't say no. Like, this guy's almost prophetic. In the uh -huh. So I went and saw this, and I thought, Lord, I don't have faith for $6 million. How do you get faith for those kind of resources, you know? At the same time, a woman gave me a plane ticket. She said, Jesse Duplantis is having a pastor's conference in New Orleans. This is a woman in your congregation. Yeah, I'm wow. going to fly you down there. Mm. And because uh, we need this building and you got to find out how to get equipped in an understanding of kingdom finances. Mm. So I said, okay, so I went now, down. Now, I want to pause here. Had you ever heard of Jesse, ever been to a meeting with his? Never. Wow. I mean, I heard of him, but right, I, right. I had never been, I never actually sat through a meeting or anything. Right, right. I just knew he was a word of faith teacher. Right. And these guys seemed to have a handle <laughs> on the resources, you know? Yeah. So I thought, okay, so I flew down there and, um, at the last day, he said, "I want to pray." Uh, I want to. I, I want to get get a little deeper into this story. You go to the first meeting. What are your thoughts? Well, never the, have been in a. Uh, it was a thing. Word of it was you. it was his thirtieth anniversary in ministry, mm. and a lot of people mm. disparage word of faith people. Mm -hmm. But what this meeting, the first meeting, was like was one testimony after another. Jesse paid my mortgage. He bought me a car. I mean, this guy, <laughs> he wasn't just receiving. This guy was a, a sower. You know what I mean? Uh, this guy was blessing people left and right. And I was like amazed. I'm thinking, these people aren't making this up. These are serious things that he, he, he resourced these people for all that. So I was really impressed by the integrity mm. that it wasn't in it for the money. Right. He just understood the kingdom. Right, you know? right, right. And that's what grabbed me. I thought, uh -huh. okay, you got me. So it was, uh, it was. You've you've never been in this meeting, and I, I, actually, it's something I strive to. I, I'm learning even as I hear this that you're not really acclimated or acquainted much with his ministry. You've heard of him. You're in his meeting. You're in in you know in his church building there, Covenant Church down there. But it's the it, it's the real life practical that someone is actually doing this with money that God has given them that goes, okay, I'm listening now. Exactly. Because it's real life examples. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I want to say that even for our, our people watching, this is something that I strive for is that um, the goal for me is not necessarily how much money, but what can I do with the resource that's in my hand? Right. And because money is defined by the person holding it. Right. It can be if if someone evil or uh, someone with an incorrect view has money in their hands, then then they they may choose to misuse it. Someone okay. with the correct inside identity look at it, then it can be used to advance God purposes. Yeah, right? and I heard a verse, or not a verse, it was yeah. a saying down there: okay. if God can get it through you, He can get it to you. 
Mm. And I realized, okay, then being a sower, uh, and then I realized another thing they kept promoting was we are in two economies. There's the natural economy and there's the kingdom economy. Mm. The natural economy, people are trying to get and bring in as much. The kingdom economy is giving, you know? So he said, uh, you can live your whole life just with your job, your 401k, your pensions, and it's fine being a good student in area, but I never know how to tap into the unlimited resources of God. Well, say that again. That's really important. Yeah. Because it's, it's really, really, really true. It's, yeah. a, it's a life principle I live with. Say that again. Yeah, you have two economies that we're born into. There's mm-hmm. the natural economy and the supernatural economy, the kingdom economy. The natural economy is the, the money you get from your job and everything else that you have that pays your bills and everything else. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But there's also a supernatural economy. That's why we we teach tithing and giving and things like that, because we're trying to say, look, you just don't have one channel of blessing in your life. Mm. There's two channels. You know, this is why Jesus says uh, in in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, he said, look at the sparrows, look at the lilies. This is what he says, but they don't work. So what's he saying? (laughs) They don't work. In the natural economy, you have to work. Right. But it's faith-based. It's not work-based. Yeah. Okay? So it's like they don't work. Say that again. Yeah. In, in, in the supernatural economy, Jesus said, look at the uh, lilies of the field, look at the birds of the air. They don't work. The lilies of the field, they don't toil and spin. They're not uh, sewing garments together. The birds aren't uh, uh, at the, uh, a grinding mill or something like that. He said, they don't work. What's he saying? The supernatural economy, the kingdom economy, is faith-based. It's not works-based. I think this is really important, and I'll let you keep going. You're on a a good, because culturally, and it's like you said, culturally, especially Americans, Westerners, many people watching this obviously are Americans, is that we we go. It's the right thing. I got my job, and that's that's actually I think true. Biblical principle. We go to work, whether uh, school teacher, business person, own our own business, work for somebody else, whatever it is, and you think. Okay, they're paying me X amount of money, whether it be thirty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand. This is what I have to live on. Right. And you are making an incredible point: is that you, as a believer, you as a believer, don't have to be defined by the income of your employer or by your joint income if you're married or by whatever it is. You got the the GI, you know, the pension right. and this, and then right. you're working this job. That does not need to define you if you are a believer. Keep going. Amen. Yeah. Because. Uh, if God is our source, then our job is just a resource. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to understand. If God that is our source. source our, our job is just a resource. resource. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the ways God can fund exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. So it was like understanding this was like, okay, Lord, I really need. Uh, I wanted to understand uh, kingdom finances the way I wanted to understand healing. So I said to the Lord. What can I do to further my insight into if the year of Jubilee that you proclaimed that mm. I get not only my identity, but the resources back to me? What can I know? What can I believe? What can I see regarding how I can tap into kingdom resources? Mm. And he said, read Second Corinthians 8 and 9. And I want to encourage you. If you want to know about giving, if you want to understand the principles of, of the kingdom and, and economics, know those two chapters uh you know we often quote the verse that says and god is able to make all grace abound to you that always having all sufficiency in everything you may have an abundance for every good work 
I, th- I said to the Lord, I don't have an abundance for any good work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're talking about having an abundance for every good work. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what am I not seeing in uh, this picture of kingdom resources? And uh, Abner and I were talking the other day about this, you know, how God starts us off with a tithe. But when you read uh, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, uh, it's not the, the Judaic uh, law of tithing. He now brings it into the law of the harvest, mm-hmm. sowing and reaping. So here you have it in the Old Testament was 10%. In the New Testament, it's give as much as you want and you'll get as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, then I had to say, okay, Lord, how much do you want me to give? Now, this is where he'll challenge you. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll challenge us uh, uh, on how much to give each week. And, he, and I saw. And, and let me ask you, it gets a little personal here. Yeah. Were you a regular tither and a giver at that time? Well, I was bivocational for 25 years. Right. So it really, uh, I, I, I should say, most of that time, my life was fear-based, not faith-based. Mm. And what do you see as the primary difference when you describe yourself like that? What happened was, I think it's like anything else, that you have to conquer your fear of letting go mm-hmm. of resources. Okay. For example, why God tells us to give, it's because in the garden, God was the source, and everything that Adam and Eve had came from him. Yeah. Satan comes along and says, don't look at the creator, look at creation, look at the tree. Yeah. So from that point on, we're always looking at the natural, yeah. not the supernatural. Yeah. So we're always counting pennies on the natural side. Yeah, yeah. Do we have enough? Yeah. Even though God has plenty. And, and some of that, it, to interrupt you, which I'm doing, <laughs> some of that is natural because what four kids right four kids you're working got a church you got you're doing this so even if you're based you get, get a little personal here are are you and your wife tithing are you giving right but you're not seeing the Anybody. fruit no perhaps because i believe it's a position of the heart here's here's an understanding i got a few months ago and i was really inquiring i said god i know people who've been tithing and i don't see them breakthrough he said abner and i'm not saying this applies to you he said a lot of people are obeying me but they actually, um, they despise me because they think I'm taking away from them right. and they don't see it as an act of worship. So it actually pollutes, in a sense, how they're giving their tithe, that they may be giving faithfully, but it's actually they're, they're secretly angry at God because they're like, I got three kids and right. you're asking me to do this and I'm going to do it because I, you know, I know it's the right thing. But it's actually they're cursing their act of worship. They're double-minded in giving that. So you go from fear. Yeah. You're saying, yeah. Well, here was the principle. When the Lord started showing me these principles of blessing, he wanted me to teach the church. Now, like a lot of pastors, I thought, I don't want to preach on, on giving because it seems so self-serving. It's like, I got to make the mortgage this week. Uh-huh. And that's why the pastor's preaching. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, I had yeah. this fear, even as a preacher, even though I knew it was true, right, I thought, right. you know, I don't want to be one of these money-grubbing preachers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So Satan put me in a corner, like, so I wouldn't proclaim this, it. This, I, I'm sorry, got it, because it was probably last spring, I was getting ready and we're in the middle of an event. And I'm thinking, I feel like this thing, because I'm thinking about the meeting, that night, we'd been I'd been ministering all weekend. It's an event we're hosting, and I feel like this thing come on me, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't say anything about this tonight. And the Lord says, what you're feeling is what a lot of leaders feel. The enemy puts shame right. on them. Yep. He puts guilt on them. Right. 
to convince them that they're manipulating people when they talk about this area. Right. And the Lord says, I want to free you in this area because I know your heart right. to encourage the people in this area. And I, I really had to go deep in my heart in a sense, make sure that I'm not trying to do it to, 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 to manipulate. And I'm always very careful of that. But it freed me. And he said, he said, this is what actually keeps God's people from getting free. Because yeah. even when they're teaching on about, there's this subtle shame yeah, and exactly. guilt that they have. And it's because they, they, you know, they, they have a good heart, but it's like the enemy's manipulating people and doing that. And so it, there's a freedom that you have when you're freed of that to just teach the people. Right. Like, and it's I just tell kingdom. people, do whatever the Lord tells you to do. So you start teaching the people about this. Well, here was the thing. Yeah. And then people were saying, I'm not seeing the breakthrough, just like you were saying. Because right. the Bible says, don't give grudgingly or under compulsion. So it's right. like, okay. Right. Um, I said to the Lord, "What? Um, there's, there's a missing piece. I didn't know what it was. He said. But hey, well, you've already started teaching. The I started teaching. Yeah, yeah. He said, what you're missing is the confession. Just like you said, they resent the fact that they're giving. So what happens, he said, wow. Tim, in Levitic, Levit, Leviticus, it says, don't plant two kind of seeds in the same field. Hmm. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? He said, Tim, people are sowing a tithe, a seed. Mm -hmm. And then there's a negative confession. I couldn't do this. I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I can't believe I got to keep doing this. He said, it's almost like my people are planting seed and then they add seed killer to the mm -hmm. seed they just planted. Mm -hmm. So the Lord said, have a, a tithe prayer uh, after we give, like you've, you've seen in our meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He said, because I want them to throw two kind of seeds. Here's the financial seed. Here's the seed of my word that's mm -hmm. releasing faith to what I've just done. Wow. And then we began to see more breakthroughs. Wow. Yeah. So that was, wow. that was a big key. Wow. You know, and, and personally, how did this affect your family? How did it affect the church? Everything. <laughs> it did. It really, it, it was one of these things after I went and saw Jesse Duplantis, uh, he wanted to pray for the pastors and he came to me and, uh, he just said, I have the anointing of increase. He does. And he said, and I want to lay hands on you and release a spirit of increase. So it's like one of these things you can be uh, prayed for. You can have an impartation of a reality, but then you have to live it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I realized, okay, because I, I felt something in that impartation for increase. But the Lord was saying, okay, now you have to pursue this, just like with healing. Uh huh. You know, it was like, you got to lay hands on the sick. You gotta start believing in giving. You mm -hmm. know, I was telling Abner how we got this building. Yeah. I was saying, um, Lord, well, you know we need a bigger building. What do you want me to do? And he, for some reason, led me to the story of the centurions in the New Testament. Both, there's two different centurion stories. One gets a servant healed, one gets the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Both of them have a testimony that they built synagogues for the Jews. Mm. So the Lord said, take care of the Jews, to so the Jew first. Mm. So I found this ministry over uh, in Israel called One for Israel. They do these YouTube clips of testimonies of Jews who yeah, found yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Amazing. So I started giving money to this. And he said, I said the Jew first. So I upped it the next month. He said, I said the first. I thought he meant just more than we were given to the network and uh, things like that. Yeah. I mean, a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And within a year of sowing into Israel, uh. okay, we got this building. Uh. And so each one of these challenges, it's not like, oh, yeah, it's it's another ten dollars here. God usually stretches you. Yeah, believe, yeah. You know oh, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. But I knew when he's stretching me, he's after something. Mm. He's after my heart. He's after faith. 
mm. and he wants to bless me. You know, when I can keep that in perspective, I can uh, keep pursuing, you know, the kingdom of God and the blessings that he's going to give. So I'd say uh, when I was freed from what you were saying, the shame of talking about money, when I could get about beyond people complaining about who didn't get healed and say, mm -hmm. look, I'm just proclaiming the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. If this is the favorable year of the Lord where you get your identity back mm -hmm. and all the resources of the kingdom, why not? You mm -hmm. know, and then it's the same word that he gave to the, uh, the older brother. Now, this guy could have had a party every night, but he never did it. Mm. You know, he, he thought of himself as a servant. He talked like a servant. And yet the father comes out and says, son, you've always been with me and everything I have is yours. Mm. So once I, you, you have to meditate on these things to really get them into your spirit. But then we just began to see one uh, breakthrough after another as God blessed us. And uh, before it was like... Uh, you never knew. And it was like, I knew he's the Lord of the harvest, but I couldn't figure out. It's like a farmer. You know, you can have the best field, but if you don't know how to farm. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he's the Lord of the harvest. He's given us the field. Yeah. You know, but if no one's teaching us how to, to sow right and how, when to sow and how to sow, it, you know. Is there any, um, like, significant testimony? Because you, you said, like, some people are like, it's not working, that, that, you, that you remember from among the people that they said, Pastor Tim, I started practicing this and this is the breakthrough I saw. Is there anything that you particularly remember? On and on. Uh, well, you were here last uh, yeah. yesterday when yeah. this guy, he, he had a, a new truck that was totaled and he, he took it to his mechanic because yeah. he didn't want to take it to the junkyard. <laughs> but he always loved that truck. Right. And so he was, pre now George, he said, here's a great testimony. He said, uh, I realized when I was trying to tithe, he said, I didn't have enough money to pay my bills. So he said, Lord, can, can I start with 3%? And the Lord said, sure. It was like Abraham. Wow. You know? God worked with him yeah. where he was at. He yeah. said, okay. He said, then I moved it up to five. Then I moved it up to 10. He's way beyond that now. But wow. he just said, Lord, if you want me to have that truck back, have somebody uh, give me a check. Hmm. And he said, a week or two later, somebody knocked on his door and handed him a check for six grand. Mm. And he drove his truck back into church uh, yesterday. But there's so many stories. There's a single mom here. And I was teaching on giving. And she's like, I've got four kids. The, the, hus the ex-husband was not sending child support. I mean, she's under yeah. the gun. And for some reason, when I was preaching, I sensed there was resource angels in the room. Mm. And I just said... It was the first time I ever shared that. I said, I'm just aware that there's resource angels that are really going to take whatever you're sowing today and multiply mm. it big time. So this woman said, I had 10 bucks I was going to give. And I thought, well, maybe I would get 100 if I did this. Mm -hmm. And then she said, maybe if I did 20, I'd get, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then she said, I'm going to give 100. Mm. Now she's sitting right here. Wow. And this is all going on. I said, there's resources angels here, you know. She gives $100. She said by the time she hit the parking lot, she would, someone handed her $1,000 in cash. Whoa. So I hear this all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not God's against us. You know, he, he's trying to break the curse where man looked at creation as their source, not him. Yeah. So money is the creation. That's the thing. Yeah. He's saying, yeah. can you look at me as you hand this away, uh -huh. trusting me? Right. To, to multiply whatever you're selling. Right. You know? And right. that's what he does all the time. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I'm sitting in a building. It, like if you saw the last broadcast, the pastor here who I knew years ago, I pulled up to look at this building. He, he, this church was shrinking a bit. And he asked me what I was doing with our other building. 
he said, let's do a switch. He took over our small building and gave us this one. I mean, mm -hmm. it, didn't, it didn't give it to us, right. but it was an well, amazing you're, you're deal. You're in the process of... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it was just like, and you realize all of this came out of understanding the harvest, you know, mm -hmm. and how it works, you know. I was just um, kind of had a few thoughts here of just as, as I was listening to this and kind of as we're landing the plane here, uh, a few things. You had a need in a sense that you're believing God for something and if if you guys uh, had seen a smaller, it's it's probably maybe half the size of the sanctuary. <laughs> could fit in the lobby. Yeah, it could probably fit in the <laughs> lobby of where they used to meet. And so you have this need. The church is growing. There's no space. I remember your old building. There's really no space to move in there as soon as you no. walked in because yeah. it was just filled with people in that little room. And so you have this need, and then somebody in your congregation, you know, uh, says, "Hey, I want to do this for you." So there's a humility there right. of going, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go do this, even right. though I've never heard of this guy. Or I, I don't really, I'm not really familiar with his ministry. He's maybe from a different expression that I've known. And then you're listening and then you go, okay, I think God has something for me in this. Also, you're a learner. Luke 4, <laughs> you know, you're reading Luke 4 and the year of Jubilee. And one of the things about the year of Jubilee that always strikes me is this. He... It's, it's, it was every seven years, right? Well, it was 50 years. 50 years. Yeah, the, the, seven sevens. Yeah, right. so, yeah. but in that, he would, he would cancel the debt. It right. was because it speaks to me about part of God's heart is he doesn't want people to live in perpetual poverty Amen. and debt. Right. And so he, was, he, he would say, no matter where you're at, everybody starts over here in this year of Jubilee. Right. And so the will of God is not for anyone to be in debt, not to be a servant to the lender. Right. And so all these things. But... And then you get you receive this impartation. I know you sowed a seed in that conference, but there was also this inquiry of the Lord where you you stayed learning. Right. And now you're teaching on it, but then people go, "I'm not seeing the breakthrough." Right, right. So you stayed learning in all of this, and it's still a learning process. I'm still learning. You're still learning. Even some things we shared yesterday off camera about this area. And so I see this progression. Right. A need the humility to receive from someone else, to go to Louisiana to receive, and you're still on this journey. And so I see the progression. It just wasn't, I think it's really important because sometimes people think it's like this one moment right. should change, and, and it could change a lot of things, but you have to stay the course in any truth that the Lord is teaching you in this. And I even find this to be true in this area particularly. It's kind of like we begin to track with the Lord right. with this, and then somehow we just want to kind of take off. Oh, I kind of get this. I'm prospering now. And I feel like, especially in this season, the Lord told me 2022 was going to be a year of abundant harvest. God is going to keep challenging us in this area to give as we've never given before. And uh, so I just want you to pray for the people again, to no matter what phase that they're in, right. that, that there would be... Um, in agreement. I want you to agree with this. No matter what phase you're in, you might be that single mother. You might be that person who you're like, I don't even have enough to pay the bills right now. And you're asking me to begin 10, wherever they're at, or maybe right. they're growing, maybe they're in the middle. They're like, I'm starting to do this. So wherever they're at, I want you to just pray for the people here on this program. Amen. Uh, and one quick, before, yeah, anything before else I, on I pray is like, I heard a guy, um, his name is Jim Baker, not the Jim Baker, it's yeah. Jim Baker. And yeah. He made a great point. He said, when we hear teachings on whether it's healing or finances or anything like that, we hear someone share something and we turn it into a formula. Oh, let me do that. Right. And the difference between faith and a formula is 
God doesn't want to honor a formula. He wants to honor your faith. So even though the revelation that I had worked for me and it works for Abner, right. he wants you to have your own uh, revelation. Right, right. You know what I mean? So then it's like, okay, this is what I believe. Right. This is what the Lord showed me. Because people I know in, in, in provision or healing all had unique revelations. You right. Know? So, Father, I just thank you mm -hmm. uh, for all of your saints here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you have proclaimed this as the favorable year of the Lord. Lord Father, I yeah. I thank you for the year of Jubilee that's coming to all of your children this year, Lord yeah. God. That you're canceling debts, Lord, and that you are providing abundantly and beyond, Lord, for everything they could ask or think, Lord. I thank you, Father, for the faith that you can impart to our hearts, Lord, to give generously, expectantly, that you will honor the seeds that we sow, Lord. And I thank you for mm -hmm. that, Lord. So I just pray, uh, give uh, everyone here a spirit of wisdom and revelation uh, in their uh, finances, Lord, and yes, how Lord. you want to use their seeds to advance your kingdom, Lord. And you said that you love cheerful givers, Lord. So just give us uh, faith enough to be happy to partake in this other economy that we're a part of, Lord God, not just the natural. We have a supernatural economy uh, with unlimited resources, Lord God. And I thank you for that. And I bless everyone here now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And now, uh, this is something I just sensed, even as we were discussing this subject, and it's not something we even normally do on this program. But I want to challenge you to ask the Lord to even sow a seed into this ministry today, because I feel an anointing, particularly an anointing, to just break people free from debt Amen. and to live a debt-free life which I believe is the will of God for every believer to, to be completely out of debt, no debt, credit card, mortgage, car, car whatever it is, medical bills, to, to, to live that debt-free life that, that just allows you to be free to direct your resources as the Lord leads. So Amen. it doesn't need to be any specific amount except the amount that the Lord tells you to give. You can give on adversewires.com and then at the top of the button there's a donate page. So I encourage you to do that. But I also just want to join my faith with yours. I want to thank our partners and friends for yes. making these broadcasts reality. Thank you so much partners for undergirding what we're doing. Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord and uh, it's an honor to have you guys stand with us. But uh, I just encourage you to take a moment and uh, let the Lord direct you, even as he said that. And uh, I believe he'll direct many of you to sow uh, a significant seed of breakthrough even today that would add to the purposes of God. I know it will help us continue do what God's calling to do but honestly, primarily I believe that this is something that God wants to advance as you release what's in your hand. So I just uh, come into agreement with ever, if anything, I'm not saying there has to be, but I believe many of you will, whatever God's asked you to sow, just sow it in faith and, and consider it a significant thing that you've done because heaven uh, will move on your behalf as you give what's released. As long as the earth remains, Genesis 8, 22, seed time and harvest. And I will, but I believe God with you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever seeds are sown today, whether it's a replay or one this broadcast is, is live, we just agree for a, a harvest on that seeds. And you said no man has left uh, mothers, brothers, sisters who will not have a hundredfold return in this life. And so I agree with that in the name of Jesus. And I bless you today as a reformer. I bless you in every area of your life. I bless you to see the world as God sees it. I bless you to see it from the word of God. Finances, children, spouses, relationships, offense. I bless you and I release an empowering presence for you to become everything that God has created you to become. 
And in Jesus' name, may the will of God be done. Amen. Amen. Thank you once again. And I want to thank Pastor Tim. If you missed last week's program, it's available uh, uh, on AbnerSuarez.com. Just click on that YouTube page and you'll see all archived programs. We're always honored to have these conversations with dear friends who are, are doing very significant things. And I want to say this. While uh, often what makes headlines out there are often uh, tragedies or difficulty that have happened with church leaders. And I'm sorry if you've ever been uh, hurt or abused or uh, maybe just didn't understand something that happened because there were mistakes made by leadership. For every one, I believe that there's thousands of faithful men and women who love God. They're not perfect, but love God's people and are doing it right. And I want to tell you, this is one of these men. And so I... um, I just want to encourage you uh, that not every headline is the whole story. And so God is advancing his people. God is advancing his church. And this is the greatest time to be alive. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us. And we'll see you next week.